Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where I'm your host Chris Loder filling in for Jesse this week in the hot seat and I'm delighted to be joined as usual by Betfair's Mark Krosky. Mark, how's it going? I'm very well, um, busy, but yeah, looking forward to it. Um, some decent racing in Newmarket, um, York as well. Good to see uh, Paul Callahan's face as well, so that's always a plus. Yeah, and we are joined by Paul as well. Paul, how's things? Busy working? Yeah, busy working away back at college again, doing the doing the honours degree and what I have. So yeah, it's been intense few months, but hopefully it'll be well worth it in the end. Um, just noticed that Mark's first slide evening was, I don't know whether it was a joke or, I don't think he tells lies. I think he tells a lot of jokes and certainly he was very busy, but I find that hard to believe. I genuine, genuinely busy, unfortunately, Paul Callahan. <laughs> He's just been drinking in the iron brew too much. But uh what have we got this week? Yeah, I'm not I'm not on the hard stuff anymore, Loder. You can't oh. get it down here anyway. Yeah, true. It'd be too expensive for you down here anyway. Yeah, most likely, yeah. These Scottish banknotes don't go down too well here. Yeah, exactly. I think I once had a Scottish banknote and uh, yeah, they they definitely did refuse to uh, to take it. So yeah, just it was stick- a funny story, you know, when I flew down once from Alanity Heathrow, I tried to buy a recent post with a, a ten pound Scottish banknote. The, the woman behind the counter, W. Smith, never seen one before. She thought I was taking the piss, you know? It's kind of funny, you know? Did she tell you to go to the change bureau? She thought it was like Monopoly money, you know? Some fraudster, you know? Just because I've got a Norman accent doesn't mean I'm, I'm a criminal, you know? It's very disappointing the way she was stereotyping me. Yeah, well, who, yeah, you, you've always had that look of a suspicious person, but... Uh... Just wait till I start putting on a Scouse accent and then I'll, I'll get the full house, you know? Yeah, exactly, or, or Irish, but uh, we leave that to our own Paul Callahan there and, and Jesse as well. But um, anyway, enough of uh, accents and being Scottish and Irish. We got some racing to get into gear, and uh, we're going to be focusing, as Mark says, um, on this weekend's action from Newmarket and at York. All the races will be on ITV. And our first race we're going to be looking at is the 145 at Newmarket. It's the Godolphin Flying Star Zetland Stakes, a Group 3 contest over a mile and two furlongs. Mark, come to you here. Hafit is uh, the current favourite ahead of uh, his Godolphin rival, uh, Goldspur. Do you think the market um, has got it right, or is there something else you, you like the look of? I'm quite keen on uh, Aidan O'Brien's Bluegrass. I've done it well last time at the Curra. Um, be against the two Godolphin ones here. I do think they're quite smart, but I was really impressed the way Bluegrass are uh, done it last time. Proved an absolute ton for that victory at the Curra on debut on the 8th of August. Um, only ran, what, maybe three, four weeks ago. So I still think there's more improvement there. And uh, I think can make the step up um, in trip and in class here and be competitive. What, what price is Bluegrass at the moment? Um, he's been quite well supported actually um, in the last few hours. Four to one, I'm seeing with some fans. So there's definitely okay. a bit of money for him, which is interesting. I think Aiden O'Brien, like we were speaking off air, not maybe had the best of seasons, but he's had a few juveniles recently that uh, are just starting to um, just just starting to show their, yeah, their capabilities, form, yeah. aren't they? So yeah, lately race only had two runs, so I, I think this one will improve again for the step up and trip. And obviously you got the the main man Ryan Moore on board as well, so ticks all the boxes. Yeah, an interesting pedigree as well. Um, Galileo, out of quiet reflection, he was a, a a Group One winning sprinter, where a Dougie Costello, I think was connected with, with that horse. And we had Dougie on a uh, podcast um, during uh, lockdown. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, uh, 
feel free to go through all the podcast history and you'll find my chat with uh, Dougie. That was a, that was one of the better chats we've had on this podcast. So yeah, um, Bluegrass it is for Mark. I quite liked Goldspur. I thought he was actually the wrong price. I I think um, I think he's a better horse than half it on what we saw on debut. Um, but the market says otherwise. How about you, Paul? What did you like in this race? I actually liked those mad. I actually text Mark on my selections. I'm with Bluegrass as well. Um, stepped up on race course debut. He finished 6 to 15 at the Curra. He made all to win over a mile at the Curra last time out. And that was only his second start. And, you know, for a young horse to make his own running, he would have used up a lot of energy on that occasion. So it's a lot easier to get a lead or certainly to get a, a toe into the race. Um, there should be more to come here. I He's probably going to improve. To, you know, Aiden's horses generally do improve with experience, and he could be better for getting a lead here. I do. It's hard to oppose the the two Godolphin runners. I'd be a sucker now for the Bowie horses. I absolutely love them. When I was coming to the to the end, when I was still riding out and whatnot, um, the Bowie prodigy was just coming on the scene then, and they were they're absolutely beautiful, lovely temperaments. Um, half and goals for are not passed over lightly, but preference is for bluegrass. So we're in agreement here then. Bluegrass it is for the boys and I'll give a shout out to Goldspur who I think um, I think will run a very big race and will go very close. But yeah, unusual. Um, I don't think it's going to land last very long this disagreement. Uh, we'll be back, back at war probably in the next race, Paul Callahan. Yeah, well let's see if we're on round two. So the next race we're going to be uh, looking at is the 220 at Newmarket. It's the Emirates Autumn Stakes, another Group 3 contest, this time over the slightly shorter distance of a mile. And we've got Caribus as your um, odds-on favourite. Obviously, um, was travelling beautifully last time out. Thought he was going to win and hack up. He looked a special horse in the making, but then he was just run down by Royal Patronage in the closing stages. I'll come to you here, Paul, this time. Caribus, do we think he can uh, make amends for last time? I'd say he probably can. I thought, with hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. Like, horses would generally have a four and a half, two, if that, max two for a burst. And the, his his speed, his turn of foot was incredible. And you think he's holding hose, and he just tied up in the end. I'd imagine, I wouldn't write him off at a mile just yet, but you'd imagine he'd have no problems dropping back even in trip. Um, he's going to be a tough nut to crack. I think ridden with a bit more restraint, I'd imagine William Buick could be the first to, to hold his, his hands up. But at the time, he rode the horses, he found them. You know, he won start, won win a little bit. You know, he's a horse that's clearly held in high regard and the thing's a little bit special. And William thought, well, I'll, I'm just going to open him up and see what's under the bonnet here. Unfortunately, whether the horse was up, he obviously went a half a stride or a stride too quick and folded in the closing stages. I would be, at the price, because he's odds on at the minute, so you don't need me to, to tip him up. He's an obvious chance, but I'm be looking to take him on. I think there's more to come from Imperial Fighter. Who won at Goodwood on race course debut, then finished second in the Acom Stakes at York last time out. Andrew Balling's horses generally do improve for the first the first run. So, you know, for, for Imperial Fighter to win on debut, you'd imagine there's plenty of ability there. And on what only is his third start, he's probably priced accordingly. He's run with the second favourite, but at the prices, if you are having a, a bet in this race, I would have a small wager on Imperial Fighter. Yeah, he's definitely got solid claims and Andrew Bolden's team. They've been having a great season and it wouldn't be a, a surprise at all if he was um, to uh, get back to winning ways here. I thought Caribus actually reminded me a lot of Pinatubo um, last time out. You know, like great travelling horse, thought he had plenty there. And his, arguably his best form probably wasn't at a mile. I think he did get 
uh, that group won in the end over a mile in France, didn't he? But um, yeah, he, he could be a horse that if he was mine, I, I, I'd be thinking of the Commonwealth Cup races like that next season. But uh, who knows? He could still have more to offer at this trip. I'll just give a shout out for Dubai Poet. I thought the way he won at Newbury last time out was quite impressive, beating a fair yardstick. Um, and I think he'll relish this longer trip. How about you, Mark? Are you in the Caribbean camp or is he a, a lay on, for you on the Betfair Exchange? Um, I wouldn't lay this one out right because I think the form's solid. Um, just even looking at the laying, this one was done at 101 and running for, for big money uh, for five figures uh, last time. It did look home and host, and I can understand your, your Pinatubo uh, comparisons. But, you know, a lot of people are saying he tied up. I, I just think he was picked up by by a top horse like Royal Patronage I say I think this one's went under the radar uh, I think the Mark Johnson Royal Patronage is a proper group one animal I think the form's solid I do think he Caribbean is difficult to oppose here um, I'm not one for backing short ones um, what price is he what price is he at the moment how old on is he uh, you just get in a shade of 10 to 11 you know I actually think that's okay I think he should probably be around the 4 to 7 1 to 2 mark here I think 10 to 11 around even money's value here um, if you're playing each way out to the United Nations um, it's very interesting won very well on debut um, absolutely hacked up uh, on the bridle uh, be interested to see what that one can find under pressure but I can see I can, I can see the argument with uh, people saying Caribbean potentially didn't stay um, the trip but for me I just think beaten by a better horse on the day, I think Royal Patron is a proper group one animal um, and is underrated. So I think 10 to 11 is a fair price, Chris. Um, I think it could easily go four to seven on the day. Yeah, if you wanted to maybe track him in a double or a, the multiple. 10 to 11 is a fair price. Or genuinely, if you can get 10 to 11 even money right now, um, I certainly wouldn't put anyone off. Yeah, it's one of those debates, isn't it? I've seen a few people saying uh, on social media that, well, what, what's value like? For some people, like they went back horses under three to one, but then sometimes you see horses at this kind of price, and you think, yeah, it should be one to two, you know, and maybe yeah, exactly, it's, it's exactly. worth we taking could, that we, ten to eleven. Yeah, we could differentiate. Like sometimes we see a horse that's maybe maybe five to one, and we're getting twenty to one. There's a value, but you get it as well. You get horses that are maybe even money ten to eleven. They should be four to seven, one to two. It's still the same because the price is wrong. Yeah, exactly. I I mean. If, if if you think a horse is the wrong price and should be shorter, why not back it? That that's it's that, it can't it can't be uh it's not gonna be bigger than even money, surely on the day. No surely not. It will be an interesting one. I think um I think it'd be interesting to see how the Friday goes. Goodolphin have got a few good chances there. That first race as well that we just previewed. Obviously, Goodolphin got one, two in the bet, and if maybe um one of the if they if they don't get on the board early, maybe they, he could be quite weak in the market, and people might want to take him on as well. Um, the thing is, even if you look at the form um from that race, um the form of Miss Miscala, I mean uh, that's decent form as well. That horse beat Bayside Boy, who runs out later earlier that day as well. So the form looks okay. I think the form solid uh, last time out of Caribbean. I just think picked up by a Group One animal. I think 10 to 11 is value. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting horse um, related to Thunsnow as well. Huh? So, um, Look at Mascala's form behind Native Trail, Point Lane, Lionsdale, Royal Patriot. I think that's solid form. And Caribus uh, was, was well in front of that one last time out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk to that about that in a minute. But uh, yeah, both the boys think Caribus has got solid credentials. 
and um, Paul has a, a fair shout for Imperial Fighter and Mark also as well wouldn't put you off United Nations at maybe an each way price but uh, but yeah both the boys think Caribus could take all the beating we then move on to the next race uh, which is one of the featured juvenile races of the year it's the 255 um, Dali Dewhurst Stakes a group one over seven furlongs we saw St Mark's Basilica win this race last year before he went on to uh, greatness as a three-year-old uh, native trail is your um favorite for the race he's odds on at four to six mark i uh, come to you here he's undefeated uh one well beating points lonsdale last time out um i actually thought he was a little bit too short in the better yeah was... exactly sorry for interrupting. that's exactly what i'm talking about it's only what i'm going to say how, how can native trail be four to six and Caribus 10 to 11 right now and this is a tougher race for me it's more competitive yeah, definitely. I think I think obviously there was a lot of hype around Point Lonsdale, an un, unusual horse right now, Brian. A very big horse. Um, he's not your normal kind of juvenile. Uh, he he looked like a three year old when he was this season. You know, he's he's looked ahead of the game physically, and that's why he's been out earlier this season. And everyone, I think, just assumed that what he's been doing now is a bonus. But I I thought he had every chance that day. Um, and Native Trail is an interesting horse in the sense that Charlie Appleby doesn't target the the Vincent O'Brien stakes very often. Obviously, he won it with Pinatubo. He's got a good record in that race. And it was interesting that Native Trail uh, went for that race at the Cara. Um, so you do have to respect him. And for me, obviously, he does look the, the, the form pick. But you've got Bayside Boy who could still have more to offer. Straight answer as well has been supplemented for the race. Glanthane as well. We spoke about some of those Aiden O'Brien horses, you know. Obviously, um, this is the time of year when we start to see their full potential. And then there's a couple of other interesting contenders. So you would want to take on Native Trail. You know, I think at the prices, I think he's, I think this one's too short. Um and we were talking about the value, and I think Caribus is better value at 10 to 11, even money than 4 to 6 native trail. Um, I think the fame um, of Aidan O'Brien's is very interesting. Um, obviously, that form of Castle Star on debut is working out very well. And obviously, Castle Star had the experience of a run there as well. And um, off 175 days. And this is a big step up. And you would think that maybe there's been a few problems along the way, the reason we haven't seen this one. Um, straight answer being supplemented especially well take notice of that general license and send them over for nothing i think they have chills the one to beat but around four to six is is pretty short for me um i think the bowie legends got a chance as well what price is the bowie legend each way i can get 16s in some places i think 16 one's a big big price if you, if you can play the additional place market on on betfair or on this on the exchange or the sports because i think the bowie legends a fair price in 60 to one is bigger anything bigger than that to me is value um, each way yeah definitely the only thing I'd have about Dubai legend is Hugo Palmer's table been really cold the last fortnight not from 15 so that, that that would be a concern but he he is a horse that they do hold in high regard favourite on his debut at 11 to 8 you don't see too many Hugo Palmer juveniles yeah. go off that short uh, absolutely bolted up then a bit of a funny race at the time in the Royal Patronage but it's starting to work out quite well so yeah, he, he yeah. We're going back to that form again with uh, Royal Patronage. It's already beat Caribus. If Caribus hacks up, there's a form boost straight away for the Bowie Legend. Yeah, well, I think Royal Patronage is definitely going to be a horse. one animal. 
Definitely. I can see him winning the Dante next year at York. Maybe being a dog. Price is he? You want to get a bit of that right now before yeah. Caribius Franks the form at the weekend. Yeah, exactly. I think he could go on and be a, a derby horse potentially. But anyway, enough of us waffling. Let's see what Paul thinks. Paul, what did you like in the Dewhurst? Were you in agreement with Native Trail being a bit sure or do you think he's rock solid? I think it's going to take a good one to beat him. Like, um, you know, he's three from three. Already a group one winner. If I was to take him on, I would probably side with the Geraldine's train straight answer. He was supplemented for the race. He's a perfect two from two. He was a winner on. He was a winning favourite on both starts at the Curragh, and followed that up with a, a listed event success at Barryhouse in the Blenheim Stakes last time out. That was on the twentieth of September. He was very impressive on that occasion. If I, I would say straight answer is Native Trail un, underpriced and straight answer maybe overpriced at around about the five to one mark. Um, not quite sure it's a race that I have a bet in, but I might just sit back and enjoy this one. Um, but I, I think Native Trail is the one that they all have to beat. And if I was looking to take them on, it would be with the Geraldine's train straight answer. My only slight concern is that Geraldine's has had a, a number of unsuccessful raids to the UK. Um, this season and last. That would be my only slight concern, but it's a brave shout supplementing this one. And if I was looking to take Native Trail on, it would be with straight answer. Yeah, definitely. That's a fair point you mentioned about Jair Lines. Siskin obviously flopped when he came over here. Um, also as well, he had a, a nice filly that um, was favourite for one of the big races at Newmarket the other week and she, she couldn't get involved. So it is an interesting that they are continuing to persevere and not go to home. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know why. I know Siskin had a, he had an issue with the stalls, didn't he? He was quite, um, he got quite worked up with the stalls, but I know the horse you're talking about recently, because I think I tipped it up. I think he sent two over, and then the following week he sent one over. The Colin Keane went over that weekend, I think. And then just off the top of my head, then Gary Carroll went over, I think, the following week to ride a horse for, for Jer. Um, and, you know, it could quite more likely is the way the cookies crumble and, and that's it like um that would be the only slight concern but it, you know it is it's interesting one of them i'm sure it'll be it'll be you know just that that'll be broken at some stage yeah definitely he is a trainer that just seems to be going places every single season getting a better crop and yeah maybe straight answer could be the one that uh, that finally gets his uh, breakthrough success so straight answer it is for Paul and Mark is really keen to take on Native Trail and wouldn't be off if you wanted to back Glonthane for Aino O'Brien and also as well Dubawi Legend we then move on to the feature race of Newmarket's card on Saturday it's the 335 Newmarket's Zarevich handicap and we'll come to Paul for this one Paul who was taking your fancy? We've got MC Muldoon, or did you fancy something each way at a bigger price? There's going to be plenty of extra place races here um, if you are having an each way bet. And I think the Willie Mullins train micro manage is hugely overpriced at around about the 28 to 1 mark. Colin Keane takes the mount, is drawn in stall seven, was a winner at Galway last time out, justifying odds on favourite. I think that was back in the on the 1st of August. And I'd imagine Colin Keane was on board back then and I'd imagine this could well have been the plan since the beginning of August if not sooner so you know just joining the dots here and I hope I don't go you know not not wrong wrong more often than you are right but just putting two and two together I certainly think Michael managed can outrun his odds of I think he was right about 28 to 1 when I, I looked up earlier 
Yeah, William Mullins is certainly the man that has the keys to this race. I think he's got six bullets to fire this year. Won the race, obviously, last year, Great White Shark. Um, he's had low sun as well in recent years. Jumps trainers have a good record in this race, but uh, William Mullins is the man you want to pay attention to. How about you, though, Mark? What did you like in the Cesarovich handicap? Yeah, I thought this was absolutely wide open. But I know uh, you're quite sweet on one typical 30 runner handicap, the one that Lucky Loaders likes. But um, yeah, I, I, I went for Elysium Flame here. Um, I think it could be uh, ice creams all round for uh, Mickey's to be here. Um, I'm not sure what price this one, this one is in the in the handicap, but I thought, I thought it ran quite well last time out, uh, just behind Colin Wind, obviously the form behind Michonne. And it's only, what, a neck length and a half behind MC Muldoon as well, uh, that run before. I think um, I think 100's high enough, but I don't think the draw is that bad. Only a five-year-old. I think Graham Lee book is positive, so we'll go for Elysium Flame. What price is this one? Double figures? Yeah, you can get about 16 to 1 in places. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my type of price, you know, 16 to 1. So, uh, and enhanced places, you know, it's my sort of bet, you know, when they cut place. Yeah, you see, an interesting sort been turning up in these big staying races. Not been seen since Glorious Goodwood, so it's it sounds like he's been laid out for us, hasn't he? Mick can get his ice cream, you know, on the day. Exactly, you know, and um, that that would be a, a great story. But uh, yeah, Elysium Flame, he's definitely been threatening to win one of these big races, and who knows, it, it could be his day. I thought Burning Victory, you mentioned there, uh, I fancy one would be my selection for the race. Just thought she was a really interesting mare. Got Will Burke, Burke's William Allen's obviously again. Um, won the Triumph Hurdle. Back in 2020, when uh, Goshen unseated Jamie Moore at the last, but uh, still was a, a good winner that day. He's been interestingly campaigned this year, actually. Um, had two runs on the flat in France, which I just wonder if they've been trying to get a lower handicap mark. Um, not a bit early to be talking about Goshen, you know? Like, like I know I quite like the word like cash machine, but we just need to wait a few more months till that cash machine comes out, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's free, it's free money on the bet for well, exchange place, Lee. Do you remember that win on 520 at the champion hurdle? People were tipping that up. Oh, yeah, yeah. People need help, genuinely. Yeah, I'm sure there's a phone phone line somewhere. Yeah, it's probably gab stop, you know. It's time to give up. Yeah, yeah. When, when the fun stops with Goshen, stop. Odds on in the place that was. That's incredible, isn't it? Absolutely it, incredible. He is a bit of a... All in kind of horse, isn't he? But uh, we'll have to see how he gets on this season. I think he's going to Ascot, that horse, for his first start of the season, which probably would suit him better. It just, just let me know so I can load up the exchange and just double up, you know, easy money in the lay market. Cheers. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we do have the jumps returning um, this weekend at at, uh, at Chepstow, and I, I'll mention a horse that I fancy there a little bit later on in this podcast. But, uh, yeah, uh, interesting uh divide of opinion here i'm with burning victory mark is with elysian fame and uh, paul is w- with um one of william Mullen's other runners micro manage um he's run about 20 to 1 shot so maybe he could be the value pick of william mullins is battalion we then are going to move on to york where they've got three races on itv in the afternoon we'll come back here uh, to Mark for his selection. We go to the 202 at York. It's the Coral beaten by a length. Three bet Rockingham mistakes. A listed contest over six furlongs. And uh, obviously I can mention Coral because I'm not signed up to any bookmaker, unlike these two. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, we'll get stuck into this race. Ever Given is your favourite. Been a 
solid uh, horse in these sales, big sales races, and it's definitely worth his chance now um, up into Patton Company. Ever given Mark a likable favour, or were you looking elsewhere? Uh, five to one would probably be quite tasty, but that's that's quickly gone. It's around seven to two, best price available. But um, I'm actually going for a runner in here that actually hasn't won a race. There's only two in here. The other one's an absolute outsider. I'm quite keen on uh, Richard Hannon's uh, Witch Hunter. Um, Dana Neal takes a ride. I think ran quite well last time out in soft ground, showing that handles the track. Salisbury behind Rabai. Um, I think that form. You know, I even feel dirty saying this, but I think that Marcus Stragoni could have a good one here. Um, usually he's another one in the in the, the place lay market, absolute cash machine, but I think that form could be okay. And then uh, the form on debut at Newbury, uh, Deodor, uh, well fancied on the day, went off seven to four, um, was beaten by that Ralph Beckett runner. I mean, that's quite well thought of. Um, I think around the nine to one mark, I think they're fire there. Um, I think there's still improvement. I'll handle the conditions, expecting a big run. Only had the two runs as well, so still lightly raced. Yeah, Witch Hunter, he is a very interesting horse. I was actually at Newbury a couple of weeks ago when he made his debut. Absolutely smashed in the betting that day. Yeah, he smashed. The Becker horse done it well. I think the Becker horse could be smart. Yeah, it, it didn't... On paper, when I first saw the race, I thought, oh, this, this maiden could be a little bit tricky. But I think Deodar, smart horse. I thought the fourth-place yep. horse that day, Botanist, was a real eye-catcher as well. Um, I don't think it was a bad form. Then he got no luck in running. I remember the race at Salisbury. Uh, I don't think Ryan had his finest hour that day. Um, but yeah, Witch Hunter definitely, uh, Witch Hunter definitely interesting now up in trip. I thought canonized would be just the way I would play here. Solid horse that's been threatening uh, to this season in some decent races. She's been to the well a lot. But I just thought over six furlongs, she still might have a little bit more potential and she would be the way I play and might not mind the ground either. How about you, though, Paul? Who did you like in this one? Yeah, I'm going to say with Canonized as well for William Haggis and Tom Marquan. She said she's been kept busy, I think it's fair to say, since June. Um, you know, she's three victories from 10 starts in total. She was second in a Group 3 event at Air last time out. She was only beaten short head, I think, on that occasion. She can race a little bit keen. And she, she's generally held up, but there should be a bit of pace on here. You know, you'd imagine, you know, your enlisted company the last day at air, group three, they probably would have went that strike quicker, which would have helped her to settle. That would be my only concern is that she, she's held up. She can race a little keenly, um, but there should be more to come. You know, if she gets a fast-paced aim at here, she should be there or thereabouts. Yeah, I agree with you there. So it's canonised for myself and Paul and... Mark is quite keen on the chances of a witch hunter who might be able to break his maiden tag in this contest. We'll come back to Mark for the next race at York. It's the 237 Play Coral Racing Super Series for free handicap over a mile and two furlongs. We've got the Bay Bridge here, who is a horse that went into many people's notebooks after he won a, a handicap at Newbury, which normally works out very well um every year but this year maybe not quite quite as good but you have to say he did it very impressively that day and it's the first time we've seen him since may so mark baybridge are we with him or against him you know very impressive last event nobody i remember i was on racing post live at the time and uh i actually backed king franco that day but i no excuses uh, baybridge done it well um, i thought his legend was an eye catcher that day as well i was quite short on the betting but uh I think I'm going to be against this one. It's the noise around two to one. I think, I think short enough. Um, I want to take a chance on uh, Brian Meehan's Agman. 
for Dean O'Neill. I think this could be a quick, quick double for Dean O'Neill. I think you can forget about that last one. Um, absolute right off behind Peroto, absolutely tailed off. If you go back to the form, um, form behind one ruler, I think gives this one a chance on the soft ground. Um, I think that's a decent bit of form. Um, you've got Van Gogh in there as well, Dababi. I think that form is okay. Um, it's quite short in the betting that day as well. I think the back on the soft ground, I think you'll see an improved effort. I mean, this one was as big as 25 to 1, um, as short as 16s now. Um, I think it's on to cracking each way bet. They're only a, a three-year-old lightly raced, um, and obviously there's a bit of an allowance there as well. You've got some of the old boys in there, usual suspects for Dark Jedi, um, Sinjari, uh, Cocklam, Good Birthday, Platinum Card. And these ones are probably at the top of the handicap here, whereas Akmam off 90, 97 is high enough, but I think back on the soft ground, I think this one can be competitive, and I think each way, I think there's a bit of value there. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting horse, Hackman. I remember... Forget about the last one. He the ground. There, there was a bit of support for him when he ran in the Craven, which is obviously one of the, the, the 2,000 Guineas trials. Yeah, um, top horses in that he, race, you know, he, like you got Sandhurst and stuff. You know? He was 15-2 to for that as well, which yeah. in a race that competitive for yeah. a trainer that doesn't have as many good horses as he used to. It says a lot, actually. Um, uh, he is an interesting horse. Maybe he could be better for next season if he stays. One on debut training. as well for Brian Means. What does that tell you? Exactly, but he, he wasn't. He was a big price that day, twelve to one. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see how Akman gets on. I thought this was quite a trappy race myself. Probably would just if I had to go for a selection. Sinjari got a good record at the course, but um, quite a tricky race to solve. How about you, Paul? Did you uh, have the answer for us? I'm going to side with Faisal, who lost his unbeaten record when was a beaten favourite at Doncaster last time out. He can be highly strong. He can be might be one if you are getting involved to to wait till they're about to jump off or whatnot to reload. He can give give a little bit of trouble at the stalls. Can be a little highly strong. So I think if he behaves himself, which hopefully he will, you know, with the experience he's had a, a total of four starts, so it'll be a fifth start on Saturday afternoon. Hopefully he's. You know, with the experience of racing, he will learn to, to settle. But just if you were getting involved, I think Faisal, if he behaves himself and he's priced around about, he's roughly about the second choice in the betting, he should be there or thereabouts as the price reflects that. But if I was betting, I would maybe delay as, as late as possible. Yeah, he is an interesting choice. I like how getting the gunpowder out, you know, it's waiting for him to go in the stalls and he starts clicking on, <laughs> the, on the exchange, you know, yeah, starts yeah. collapsing. Oh, there's okay. nothing worse than, than, there's nothing worse than, you know, I think at the start, um, I would, you know, you'd have a fair idea of how one's going in the first furlong or so. And um, definitely, uh, there's nothing worse, I think, than going a furlong or two and just go, you know exactly your fate at that stage. And that'll be my only thing. If, if Faisal jumps out and is keen as, you just, it'll be a fair horse to find. Same thing happened to me the weekend when I backed significantly. And uh, the same horse as the Go Goals race. I, mean, I just didn't want it to go in the stalls because it's playing up. And I knew, again, after furlong, this is beat, you know. Just this evening, I think. Yeah. For talks, say we're towards the evening. Mark Johnson had a had a beaten favourite tonight prospect, and it bounced out. Neil Callum was on board, and I think he sat fourth or fifth, but was pretty keen over the first three furlongs. And you just know, I didn't back it now. I didn't tip it. Just using it as an example, um, you just know after three furlongs, or certainly after a furlong or two, that that horse is just going to find zero. So yeah. Should have laid on. You should have laid it on the exchange, Paul. I, I like the traditional methods of betting. Just winners only. <laughs> yeah, winner takes it all. 
So to round things off, Paul is with Faisal, and Mark as well has a positive mention for Ackman. We then go to the last race we're going to look at at York. It's the 315. It's the Coral Sprint Trophy Handicap. Gulliver is your favourite. Always seems to run well in these big kind of sprints. Uh, come to you here, Paul. What did you like in the last race we're going to be previewing? I find it hard to oppose a, a bypass an Edo McGuinness runner. And I do like Laugh a Menace. However, with such, you know, he's around about the 10 to 1 mark. So I think there is a bit of value to be had elsewhere. And I think... Just Frank for Lezair and Luke Morris can bounce back here following a, a disappointing show, I thought, in the Air Gold Cup last time out. I think he only managed to beat two home in the ends. He's a horse that likes to go forward, so, you know, he's going to have to be sharp away from the gates. He's obviously not going to have it his own way up front, but hopefully he can get up there, hold his position, get into a nice rhythm, and be there or thereabouts come the business end. I think he's right about the, the 14 to 1 mark, so it's just Frank for me. Yeah, I think I'd have to give just Frank another chance after his slow start uh, last time. Obviously, Luke Morris aboard. Hopefully, uh, he'll get him out of the gate alertly and hopefully he can show his full potential after not giving us a race in the uh, Gold Cup. How about you, um, Mark? What did you like in this one? I really think that's a fair shout on just Frank. Again, like that race was over within half a furlong, upsetting the stalls. Um, yeah. I think probably would have been drawn on the wrong side anyway, Bielsa um, had the dream run up on the stand side rail at the Golden Mile. Um, that was a place lay for me next time out. To be honest with you, I, I don't think that horse liked the soft ground next time out. But anyway, I quite like uh, Strike Red. Um, I think this one ran quite well last time out. High enough in the weights of 93, but love the ground. Um, I think the form behind Bickerstaff's okay. Um, Colonel Burke's well fancied on the day. I think of uh, in He's up two pounds for that run last time out, but I think Strike Red could be competitive. I think twelve to one is is not it's not. I'd probably be expecting bigger. I mean, you could probably get bigger on the day if you shop around, but it's a massive race. Uh, well, massive fields. It's not not a race that I'd go I'd go crazy on. But I think Strike Field or Strike Red um, has got an each way opportunity here. Yeah, definitely. He's he's been a progressive uh, horse this season, and Bridget... you know, just Frank, for example, just Frank's going to go out like a bullet and try and nick it from the front. If this thing doesn't lead to, or gets hassled at the start, is beat. They can maybe nick two few lengths at the start and be in front, set the fractions, could steal it from the front. Be a perfect back to lay here. Like if you're back in this fourteens, twenties on Betfair, you could easily lay this off at five to one, six to one, and running. It's going to go short if he gets a run. Yeah, he's a horse that I think will know our fate at the start. Does have yeah. the stamina for seven as well. So if it does come into a, a kind of a, a stamina test, even though it is a sprint distance, uh, you, you hope he, he'll, he'll still be finding a little bit at the end and he'll be battle hardy. But uh, yeah, just Frank for me and Paul, we're both keen to give him another chance after he gave us no run uh, in the Air Gold Cup. And Mark was also quite keen on the chances of strike red so they're the the races uh for this week's podcast obviously we've got some other good racing elsewhere um i'll just give a shout out for one at chepstow i thought grand sonsi in the 405 um it's quite well handicapped now he's won at this meeting um twice in the past arriving fresh i just think this is the time to catch him he's seven pounds lower than his last winning mark I think I've seen nine to two in places on the Thursday at the current time recording. I think personally he should be around about a nine to four chance to win this race. I think quite a few of the others in the, in here aren't particularly well handicapped. They might need the run, and you know that Nichols is targeted this meeting. 
and uh, I think Grand Sunset will take all the beating in that race in the 405 at Chepstow. How about you, Paul? Did you have anything else away from the races we've just covered? Well, yeah, we welcome back to Jumpstead Ferry House on Saturday afternoon, and I'm quite looking forward to it. Great to see Robbie Power back in action. I think he's had two rides so far that's yielded one success. Um, I'm quite looking forward to seeing Port Stanley in a beginner's chase. was running quite well at the stole under Paul Townend until falling. Unfortunately, Paul was, was injured on that occasion. So I think Port Stanley, if Touchwood can get a clear round, will be there thereabouts. And also looking forward to seeing the Jess Carrington train. Don't have time running in the 450, which is a handicap hurdle at Ferryhouse on Saturday afternoon. Okay, so Paul's got a couple of selections from the over the Irish Sea. How about you, Mark? Is there anything else that caught your eye, or are you quite happy with the races we covered? Nothing, nothing out with the race we covered, but I'm pretty sweet on Ackman, Ryan Means. I think that's going to run a huge race. I think that one's went under the radar. 2025 20, to one available right now. It's massive. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a horse that I will be keeping an eye on this weekend. Brian Meehan uh, might not be at his peak form these days, but he is still interesting when he has a horse of this nature and it's definitely one to keep a note on in the betting on Saturday. So that's it for this weekend's uh, podcast. Thanks for Paul and Mark uh, for giving up their time. Hopefully we've uh, given you some pointers in the right direction. I'm sure Jesse will be back next week keeping us in shape and i'll be joining the guys having the easier job of just talking a load of bollocks but um but yeah i hopefully um hopefully we've found you some winners um remember to follow us on social media best place to do so is on twitter where our handle is at in the saddle pod and also as well if you want to check us out on instagram we're available on there please remember to rate review and subscribe to all our podcast platforms but most importantly remember to gamble responsibly so thanks again and we'll be uh seeing you again soon